The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up, giddy up. Welcome to Last Call. This is the Failure Stop podcast channel, the number one show where police meet society and culture and today it's not the best show on the network but it is the most important show on the network because it is the show that's going to save your first second third whatever first responder marriage you're on this is the show that's going to save it it's giving you something else to talk about over the weekend other than dead babies and domestic violence you guys know that I'm a big fan of Last Call. I love doing this show. I love going through. I think it's a very important show. I think cops need something else to talk about other than the job. They need something else to think about, something to debate about at the lunch table uh, other than the job. I think it's good for mental health, mental wellness. It's good for parental health because it gives you something to relate to your kids. You're t In this show, you're going to have a couple of things. If you got teenagers, we're talking about porn. If you've got uh, little kids, we're going to talk about the Children's USA Mullet Championship winners. But we're also going to talk about UFOs and aliens, which you can talk about with anybody off things. And and to join me today, I have Boston Joe, an old co-host from the Drinking Bros Network on the Drinking Bros Sports Tailgate Legends show. He's not just sports, guys. He's 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 more than just a you're talking really, sports head. You're really holding that to me because I said that to you last time. I'm more than just sports. You just like you mocked me earlier in this weird accent and misquoted me even. But you started off by saying this might not be the best show. Why not? I'm here. This is the fucking best show now. Well, today's episode might be the best episode, but as a whole, it's not the best show on the channel. I don't know. Mike, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Happy to be here. Um. It's, uh, Brian Travis says the Texas Pete lawsuit from last week saved my marriage. It should. It should save your marriage. I have been going all in on Texas Pete the last couple of days to support them. And uh, it's just kind of like More my than little. Franks? It's my little way of saying, fuck you, California. Every you like Texas some... Pete more than Franks? Uh, I like Texas Pete. I mean, I like all hot sauces. I'm not a, I'm not a this or that guy. Okay. But I, I think there's a time and a place for, for all hot sauces, just like there's a time and a place for all beers and wines. But a California man sued Texas Pete for $5 million over a $3 bottle of Texas Pete because it's called Texas Pete, but it's made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. <laughs> you and I have been to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I don't know yeah. if you know that. Well, I found out the hard way that Wake Forest, the college is not in Wake Forest, North Carolina. It's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I remember saying that you were going to go to the games. Like, it takes 20 minutes to get there. And you're like, no, dude, it's like two and a half hours away. Yeah. Was, and then so, uh, yeah. that was the one where there was some music being played. And uh, I knew that they weren't going to like your music. And I put my music on. You swore I wasn't right. I was right. They loved my music. And we had a really great tailgate. You're a horrible liar. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. You can't not like, because you know you're just wrong. Just <laughs> flat out wrong. You telling me what music to play is like me telling you how to put handcuffs on. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, but, but I brought Boston Joe in here today because I knew that we were talking a little bit about UFOs and, uh, 180,000 UFO sightings and you're a big UFO nerd. And plus you're just, I mean, you're just a big nerd when it comes to this stuff. Anyway, speaking of nerds at the distillery this last weekend, we hosted our third annual war, war hammer, 40 K Warhammer 40 K 
gaming tournament where my distillery is full of nerds from about 8 o'clock in the morning to about 9 o'clock at night. That's why my OnlyFans account is called Warhammer. <laughs> Which you can subscribe, Warhammer69. Do you charge more for cream pies? Oh. Um, <laughs> no, that's... A little foreshadowing in today's show. If you're just stumbling onto this show for the first time, we are the Failure to Stop podcast. We do bring you four podcast episodes a week. Today's show is live, but it is only live to our paid, valued members. We have a nice, solid value chat group. I was hanging out with the chat group about 30 minutes before the show. We had a, some very fun conversations about marijuana gummies and... Uh, in simulation theory. Simulation theories, all sorts of weird stuff, but it was a lot of fun hanging out with you guys. So I will address the chats a little bit, but the majority of people will just be hearing this show tomorrow. Um, but Tuesday night, night shift. Thursdays on podcast is last call, and Friday is our case breakdown. And this week, because Mike the Cop is at a conference in Orlando, Dildo, I've got the old Drew Breezy, who's now working with the team full-time producing some YouTube content, which he has a new YouTube video coming out today on the Top channel today. It's done editing. It'll be out this afternoon, 5 PM. You can expect to go see the new Drew Breezy YouTube video, breaking down a Maserati car chase that resulted, uh, in fires this is a very fast and the furious style family family <laughs> do you know i've only seen one fast and the furious i've seen two i saw tokyo drift <laughs> i've seen i've only seen tokyo drift it's the only one I've oh, really ever seen. yeah oh i thought the first one was incredible i think they're all stupid i'm just not a car guy it's, yeah it, it's like um stupid pilot movie just came out a pilot movie tom cruise oh that's a great movie dude we just watched it last uh two nights ago really great i haven't seen either of them uh, top gun dude you're missing out am i like un-american because i haven't seen those I'm goose like, talk to me goose i've only seen one rocky goose i'm kind of one rocky which rocky the first one no you've never seen rocky four with the no. russian no but if you just watch it dies. oh so good dude <laughs> It is so know. good. They're just a little dated for me. I like the idea of it because you know that like Sylvester Stallone like created it, it. Yeah, and like that's loosely and, based and, off and, of and, him. And like the script got taken, like the script got denied by like everybody. Yeah, and he just did it himself. So that I respect it, but I don't know. It's just it's a little cheesy for me. I hope that doesn't happen with my book. If if the process that we're going through right this second, which is a, which is a much bigger process than I thought it was going to be, I really thought I was going to self publish this book. I didn't realize that it was going to get potentially picked up by somebody um and it's all happening very quickly but if it doesn't go through i, th I just self-publish and just be done with it i'm not going to go out and find like some publishing house yeah if you want it done do it yourself but like paul walker but i don't want to let any um <laughs> Rest secrets peace. out of the bag but uh a certain company is very famous got a hold of the manuscript absolutely love the book and they are trying to come up with an, an with a contract for the book. So we'll see what happens there. Hmm. Problem with it is I'm not changing shit in that book, dude. That shit is 100% unapologetically me. <laughs> There's I don't one care. thing I wish you did change that I told you to change a long time ago. I did. But... I changed that one. Okay, you did? The monkey thing? Yeah. The gorilla thing? Yeah. <laughs> I changed that. Okay. I changed that. But I reference everybody in the book to animals. It doesn't matter if they're black I, or white. I understand. But Humans can be a lot like... I made a reference at the beginning of... Not at the beginning of the book, but it was in like one of the first two or three chapters that I treated somebody like a gorilla. When you're at the zoo, uh, they teach you to look at the ground and not look at the gorilla. In the wild, if you come face to face with a gorilla, you don't look at the gorilla eye to eye. You look down and submit to the gorilla by looking down at the ground 
and then wait for it to just kind of be like, okay, good. I'm dominant over you and I'm going to leave you alone. Well, I did that with somebody. Somebody was much more dominant than me. And so I tried to, to do the gorilla trick by looking at the ground. The problem was he's not a gorilla. He was a human being. And some people thought that that might be racist. Well, I don't. But there was a guy who lost his job because he said that Serena Williams used guerrilla warfare tactics in beating her opponent what? on a tennis court, which that's not even the Dude, same gorilla. It's spelt crazy. differently. <laughs> but Are you serious? It's a weird world. But you talk about what you do against a gorilla. Do you know what to do against a bear? I don't know if you've seen the newest video that just came out well, of the Well, okay, guy. so now here's what I did. I changed gorilla to bear. Well, there you go. Perfect. That's what I did. I changed but gorilla to bear. But then you might offend some of the people in the gay community, which are big uh, well, sort dude, of listen, hairy men This book will offend everyone. This, co- <laughs> this book Good. will offend state troopers, first and foremost. Firefighters, just a little bit. Um, Have you seen the video of the guy fighting off the bear, though? You haven't seen this one yet? I'll show it to you after the show. Okay. I, because I would love to hear what you would do in a situation like this. Because Is that the one where he pushes it off the fence? Where it's trying no, to attack No, no, that was actually a woman. That was a woman, yeah. Yeah, a right young there. woman, too. No, this guy's like up on a mountain, and the bear's jumping up at him, and he's like punching the bear, and the no. bear falls, and it comes back. Yeah, it's, it's what? crazy. How big is the bear? It's a big black bear. And he punches it in the he face? fucking punching and kicking it. Yeah. It, crazy. I hope he punched better than that, because that punch right there was embarrassing. That's that's not how you punch, by the way. That is not how you punch. But no, the book is, is, is <laughs> going to be really good. Uh, thank you to all the Value members. Let's go ahead and jump into today's news, giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. Uh, there's an Eastern Washington man who records 180,000 UFO sightings. Even if others debunk them, he still reports them. He's found it to be his job in life that he is going to document every UFO sighting that he possibly can in Washington. For those of you who don't know, and I know you know a lot about more about this than I do. I just want to try to be, I want to look and appear to my fans as I'm, I'm smart, smarter than you. It's a lot um, of work that, uh, Washington gets more sightings per 1000 people than anywhere else on the planet. They also have more suicides. Is there a connection there? Oh, are the aliens influencing people to off themselves? I, that's, I wasn't even going to go there. I that. wasn't either, but it just kind of fell out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> it got dark real quick. I'm sorry. So it, it, it's these, these reports have the facts, dates, places, what was observed. I mean, imagine the time and energy it takes to do this, but that's not what the, the thing that drew my eye to this. Um, it's that this guy has never been married. He has no children and he lives by himself. No shit. No kidding. No, no wife. No wife. No kids. No kids. No, no shit. shit. But this is the beginning of like every UFO movie ever, right? It's like this really lonely guy who's like just keeping records of everything he's ever heard of or seen, the reports he gets in, checking all the newspaper clippings, looking at his telescope, and he finally gets the one. He sees a crash land, like a Roswell type thing. And everyone's like, yeah, Harry comes again. This fucking guy reports on all the UFO sightings. That's sort of the problem, right? When you become an alien or UFO enthusiast, then right. it's like, oh, that's your thing. It's, it makes people kind of just debunk you right away. It's like anything you say, I get it. You have a, an agenda that you're pushing that the aliens are coming or they're here and this and that. So I always try to be a little skeptical with everything, especially nowadays, because this guy's been doing this for a long time. There's been UFO sightings forever since the dawn of time, right? Especially with Roswell, especially with America, Roswell was like really the turning point right after 
World War II, right after we dropped a uh, couple big bombs over across the world there. That's when Roswell happened. That's when a lot of um, Russian cosmonauts would start seeing a lot of these UFOs, um, whether it's out in space or, you know, here on Earth. But the craziest part about what most of the Russian and American UFOs are is it's around a lot of military bases, which I'm sure this guy would know because he's tracking every single one. And there was even stories that I think it was Wyoming and Montana. I get those states confused all the time. Um, But I, I... watched this interview with these guys who are retired now who worked at like a nuclear base in the middle of America and they saw a big glowing ball and they're like it's I think it was in the 80s so it's like the thing and it's the Russians Cold War era and like we're fucked all their nuclear sort of buttons shut down oh and then the thing flies away so it disabled yeah, all the news. That doesn't have to be aliens, though. That could no, be that's, no. that's just us testing. I mean, they used SEAL Team Six originally to to break into post, and they even kidnapped a general to see if it could be done. Hmm. So that's the thing, right? That's what my degree of skepticism has actually gone up with aliens and UFOs recently, because now the government and the media is coming out and be like, "Oh yeah, they're real." And then I'm like, "Fuck!" I hate the government. And I hate the media. And I don't want to believe them. And now they're agreeing with what I've been saying for a long time. Well, if time. they say that aliens are real, then it gives an excuse for their technology. Well, they say UFOs are real. That they there's they have craft not of this world. Um, you know, Bob Lazar has been talking about this for a long time. Um, but the fact that they're sort of admitting it, that the Pentagon and the government is like, yeah, this stuff that we see all the time and we don't know about it, it makes me more skeptical because I don't want to believe them. Then. And, or, like you were saying, the technology that they have could get into a whole conspiracy rabbit hole of like Operation Blue Beam, which is basically, which kind of, you know, is intertwined with Christianity in a weird way, right? Because as you know, the rapture is sort of the second coming of Jesus. He's going to take all the, the Christians and the believers back up to, you know, New Jerusalem and heaven and all, all this stuff. And if that really does happen, now the government's set up where, oh no, that was aliens that took all those people. So, with more technology and the government admitting that they don't know makes me believe that they actually have more. You know what I mean? That their technology is getting greater because they're able to be like, oh, yeah, there's stuff we don't know well, I about. I wonder why they, why would aliens have any reason to come and fuck with us? Maybe they did a very long time ago and they want to check in on us. I don't know. What was your theory about the, the monkey? Are we allowed to say monkey? <laughs> um, I think when referring to real actual monkeys, I believe you're able to say it so like, what if i so like i call my little child like i say you're acting like a monkey yeah it's okay because he's white right yeah but i mean it's, it's kind of strange it's i think it's like an old school derogatory term i think the reason that we don't understand it should speak volumes about how we we don't have a hateful bone in our body when it yeah. comes to that shit doesn't make sense to me but no Either way, I thought we were all for monkeys anyway, some people I, say. That's what I, you know. It's but a anyway. A weird thing. <laughs> we were talking about before the show in the little behind the curtain sequence that there is a gap in our evolutionary sort of chain from Homo sapiens and everything else. And um, it's been wi- widely speculated that the Anunnaki or whatever group of aliens have come down and genetically manipulated our DNA to speed up our evolutionary process, which is why we're all sort of fucked up nowadays. Mm. And I'm not saying this is fact or fiction but it's a theory that i kind of like the jew theory was that like an alien came down here banged a monkey and had a human yeah and the first human had aids and that's how 
why we all have AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. We all have AIDS. You've seen Rent, Dude, right? Man, Everyone that's has crazy. AIDS. Crazy. We all have AIDS. <laughs> that explains no, but, everything. But I mean, if you're like a gray alien and you got these like stringy little arms and this beard, this weird looking head, I mean, this probably some monkeys out there that would look appealing. So it's like well, kind of into that. You think the monkey was into it? How about this? So we were all How about born this? from rape. How about this? Monkey rape. If an alien were to come into your bedroom. <laughs> like, what do you think an alien looks like in your brain, in your imagination? What does an alien look like to you? I, I mean, I guess the stereotypical gray, right, with the long, elongated head. I mean, okay. something like something like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it goes, it comes into your room, yeah. and it says, "Let me see that dick." I mean, I'm presenting it. I'm like, give me a minute. It's a little cold in my bedroom usually. Let me warm it up for you. Okay. Unless I have some morning wood already going, and I'm like, take a. What seat. if it's a male alien? Because you don't know. I don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. Love is love, baby. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to have sex with a man for the first time, it better be from another planet, okay? Then it's like, <laughs> is it really gay? <laughs> yeah, is it gay if? Is it gay if it's a... Is it, and, and can an alien be a male? Anyway. Is it cheating if it's an alien? I, I would say no. Is that adultery? It's like, well, it's kind of like the whole different zip code. If you fuck a girl in a different zip code, it technically isn't cheating. <laughs> I mean, this is from another galaxy, so it's definitely not cheating, right? All, all spare in love and war. <laughs> so, yes, I would basically <coughs> grab my ankles and be like, whatever you want to do, man, just fucking. Wow. Because then maybe I could get pregnant with an alien baby. You'd be the most famous dude on the planet if you could get, if, if you were the first guy to actually get pregnant. From you, an alien, too. They wouldn't care. They would leave that part out. They're like, man gets pregnant, proving that. And it just—it's like the scene in Alien where it pops out of the stomach. That would be painful. Well, this guy gets into this, um, Mr. Davenport. He has a fascination with UFOs. Began when he was six years old, growing up in St. Louis. When the family went to a drive-in movie, it was July or August of 1954. Suddenly, there was a disturbance and people running and shouting. I looked out the right side of our Studebaker and saw the most incredible thing I had ever seen in my life. It was so bright that it looked like the sun, shaped like one of those English rugby balls. I'm glad he knows what an English rugby ball looks like. <laughs> it rose straight up and dropped down behind the movie screen. Then it was gone into the northern sky. I suspect that event goes a long way to explain why I'm sitting in this house in Harrington talking to you about UFOs, says Davenport. So, have you ever seen a UFO? What you believed to be a UFO? I have once. But I, but it wasn't a UFO. Actually, twice, twice, twice. Once I was driving down MLK Boulevard, where it splits into Pool Road, and is. there was a triangular slash diamond shaped pod hovering about mid tree line, like about midway up on the tree line. So it was high, but it wasn't very high, and um, it was probably twelve feet off the top of my truck. If if you were to put my truck. And I was looking up on it and it started to shift vertically sideways, but it was like tilting as well. And, and I knew it wasn't a drone because the shape of it was a no drone. I, I just knew that one, the lights were too big and that it was too, it was too wobbly shaped and the way that it was moving was not a drone. I just so knew it wasn't a drone. It's like you said 12 feet up, roughly. but it was going up. It was, it was climbing. I mean, how roughly how big would you say it was? Um, probably take up two lanes of traffic. Oh, so decent size. Decent size. 
And um, so I knew it wasn't drone. As I got closer to it, I, and this has only happened one one other time in my face, I became like almost outer bo- out of body. Like I became uh, frozen with fear. Like I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to, I, I didn't, I was just absent. I was conditioned black. I stared and I, I didn't speed up, slow down. I didn't hit the brakes. I didn't do anything. I just froze. I just stared at it. Didn't know what to do. And then as I got up underneath it, I realized that it was uh, Chinese uh, candles from a funeral. <laughs> that is the worst ending to this story. I was like, oh my God. Okay, here's the, the other hair time. Hair in the I've back of my neck's raised. I'm like, oh, this is going to get good. Here's the first time I got frozen in fear. I was sitting on my surfboard in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean waiting on some tasty waves. <laughs> and um, it was pretty early in the morning. It was probably about 7 a.m. It was, it was right before school started. And, um, because I was on my high school surf team and so we had surf practice one hour before school. So we were allowed to miss, if you were on the surf team, you were allowed to miss like the roll call period and the homeroom period, which gave you roughly an extra hour. So you could get to the beach by 7am school didn't start till I think like eight, like technically till like 845. What time does school normally start? I think 845. Yeah, about 845. But then homeroom was like for the yeah. first 45 minutes. You know, so you were able to like stroll into school like more around like 930 or whatever. So anyway, I was sitting out there. It was like seven in the morning. There was like three of us out there. And I think two guys had caught a wave. So I was just kind of sitting there by myself waiting for them to get back. And um, of course, early in the morning, you're always kind of cognizant of sharks or whatever. You're, always, you're just kind of being aware of your surroundings. And I was looking down at my feet and the water was like... You know, it was like that perfect like sea foam aqua green where you could like still see your feet. You couldn't, see, it wasn't perfectly clear, but you could, like the, the visibility was probably like three feet, four feet deep. You could see. And then out of, and it was dark because I wasn't on a sandbar. So like I could see my feet and then I could see like a color of blue and then it turns to black where it's, I don't know who fucking knows how deep, probably like 13, 20 feet, who knows. And out of this blackness, I started seeing like a glowing white ball coming up from the from the depth and i had this frozen fear i didn't move i i just stayed glued to the surfboard my legs stayed in the water i didn't lay down i didn't shout i didn't scream i didn't stop i did nothing i just froze and stared at it and it came up and it was a very glowing whitish gold hue and it just kept getting it was a it was a ball about the size of you know uh what it looked like maybe like a, a volleyball and it's coming up and i saw two big black eyes like the size of this microphone like almost like the alien on your hand. And I was, it was it too. Like I was frozen in fear, frozen. It looked like a dead baby. And then all of a sudden I see the two whoosh. It was a sea turtle coming up from the, from the depths. <laughs> so is that why you got the sea turtle tattooed on you after that? <laughs> no. That's a worse, <laughs> from that moment on, you're that a spirit animal. Dumb. <laughs> that, that story is even more dumb. So yes, <sighs> I like, those are my two, like your two UFO, alien experiences where alien experience. Well then in the, when they launched the, um, satellites up yeah and they didn't like i mean i didn't i don't watch the news or anything so i was sitting around a campfire about two years ago and all of a sudden you know we see this like strand of lights and i was like that's not that's not a fucking military formation what is that oh it's a ufo and well a lot of people find out it was like spacex yeah i was gonna say a lot of people saw the spacex ones so i actually again coming from me who's i wouldn't say a fanatic but i'm into it obviously um, I can understand why people would roll their eyes, but the one actual thing, and I have other people with me to back me up. Um, I was with my band. We were doing some band practice yep. before our big show. I think it was like two days before we opened for Marshall Tucker Band, and um, we took you know took like a ten minute break. We get out of 
our little practice area. And it was not a cloud in the sky. It was around 4 p.m. So it wasn't getting dark yet. It was in May. And I'm telling you, not a cloud in the sky. Perfect, right? Perfect blue sky. I look up and I see... Honestly, you've seen Star Wars before. It looked like the Death Star. It wasn't defined like it had things on it, but it looked like a white, grayish ball mm-hmm. way up there, though. But big enough where like you could see it. Yeah. And it was just stationary. So I was watching it, and I was waiting for it to move. And I, I tell the guys I'm with, I'm like, what is that? And one of my bandmates is very skeptical. He's like, ah, it's a, it's a star. And I'm like, a star? You can't see any stars. The sky is as blue as it can be. There's no other stars out there. My other bandmate looks at me and he's like, I know what that is. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? He's like, that's a fucking UFO. What if we get him in a balloon? Well, so we're looking and we're talking. And then we're looking and, we, and it's just staying stationary. It's not moving. Okay. So we keep looking and talking and looking and talking until the next time we look and it's completely gone. And we're like walking around his driveway. Like, where did it go? It's gone. And I still to this day kick myself that I didn't try to record it or because I want to know like how did it disappear? Did it just fade? Did it zoom away? I didn't see that part. But to me, that was something. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't think it was a balloon. I don't think it was a satellite because you would have eventually if the way we moved around and looked around, you would have seen it down the road or something like that. It was just completely gone. So I don't know what it was. It's not that cool of a story. It's not like a Chinese candle or a sea turtle, but it was something. Yeah, it was called the sun. <clears throat> <laughs> it was not the sun, Drew and it was Reason not the moon. The sun. Um, <laughs> that was the sun, you dumbass. What band What band are you in? Uh, it's called Wade Hill and the Revival. Wade Hill. You can Revival. check us out on Facebook and Instagram and all the fun oh, stuff. So there you go. Head over to Facebook and Instagram and look at Wade Hill and the Revivals. I did do a, a fiddle tryout. I didn't make. I didn't make the team. So, um, for um, those of you who true. are saying Boone Island Boys are on here, uh, I'm not. Uh, those days are those days are gone. Last night, somebody put up on the Discord a video of me with my old band. You used to show me that video once a week. <laughs> uh, uh, so M34 Potato 155 says, "I saw a meteor fly behind my house in the middle of the OC." It lit up the sky at 12 a.m. like it was at daytime. It left a small trail, too. Really crazy experience, and it freaked my dog out. You think dogs can sense these things? I don't know. Maybe my dog sometimes will stare out like into no, like nothing behind me, and I'll look, and I'm like, the fuck are you looking at, dude? And he's just looking right behind like, like there's a ghost there or something. So I wouldn't doubt it if dogs have that sort of weird sense to them that babies do like yeah like my baby does that shit like, like it'll just, like be sitting on the couch and it'll be like <laughs> like laughing i'm like, like who the fuck you talking to what the <laughs> fuck are you laughing at it's like poltergeist they're here no i'll kill the baby and whatever i'll burn you said no down. dead babies you started the show no more <laughs> dead babies and you're already talking about the fucking dead baby <laughs> my kid like if my uh daughter who's six months old if she looked at me and used words like they're here I'll be like, well, everybody's gone thanks to you. I'm burning the house with you in it. Sorry. It was fucking Amityville horror I'm not real doing quick. It. I'm not doing any exorcist. I'm not raising that kind of child. It's just not going to happen. Satan, find another one. Because this one, I'll cut its head off. You fucking right Rosemary's Baby over here. I'll save that. Like, I've seen Constantine. They're making a sequel. I'll just end it. They're making a Constantine 2. I'm still waiting for the sequel to Passion of the Christ, but not just me. 
It's a great movie. It's very much awesome. my virginity after that movie. <laughs> um, all right. Well, because I, I asked you if, if, if animals can sense it, because my next story in here is a funny story, mainly just because I've written a book and I literally just had the manuscript completely uh, fixed and um, formatted and put into like an actual book form. So a lot of big things happening with the book. And I had, before that could happen, I had to write this special thanks, like the acknowledgement and the dedication of the book. And it's very difficult because there's a lot of people in my life that contributed to this book. And there's a lot of people that, you know, are instrumental in where I've come in life. And I don't want any part of my book to be boring. So I figured if I put this like big, long, special things to my mom, who's always been there for me and my beautiful, loving wife who, you know, it's hard to make that funny without taking away from the brand of the book. Mm-hmm. So I, I stayed very on brand with my things. I, I wanted the book to be entertaining from the minute, from everything that you read in the book, it has to be entertaining and it has to be on brand with the rest of the book. So I know how hard it is to write the thank you. And in this story, this is a new, this is a, this is a recent story from October 18th. And it's a, a gentleman who wrote a book and the, it's not the book that's gone viral. It's the dedication of the book that's gone viral. So the acknowledgements page, which is page one, it just says for toast, the cat who was no help at all. And it got like 226,000 likes like in the first hour on Twitter. But the book is written by a guy named Saha and it reads the, this, this, Description page in Colonizing Animals is the name of the book, which recently went viral on Twitter. Do you think that when he had the idea for the book, he went, Zaha, I have an idea. Zaha, <laughs> I got it. Is that how he was born? Like, I was- will write a book on colonizing animals. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I guess I'd have to read the book. Um, it says, he quotes, says, it felt appropriate to dedicate the book to the animal who had the biggest impact on my life. Saha, a researcher, told NPR in an email, since working on the book made him appreciate how much animals shape human society. Sadly, Toast died the same month that the book was published. All right. In October of 2021. She had been with Saha since 2015. That's not very long. Do you think they had the cat cremated? Would it be burnt toast then? Oh, crispy toast. Too soon. Uh, when his sister-in-law's family couldn't bring her with them for a move, Toast got her name after the family's youngest child deemed of a cat named dreamed of a cat named Toast, according to the family lore. In the book, Saha, an associate professor of history at Durham University in the UK, explores how colonialism changed people's relationship with animals in Myanmar and how colonialism was widely reliant on animals. Practices which have profound legacies today. It's hard for you to read. Uh, what I words thought, are hard. Like I'm not going to keep going on with this thing. Um, uh, You're he, not a big animal lover. I, I'm not. But the funny thing is, is this asshole has two kids, and he didn't dedicate the book to his kids. Just the cat that his one kid dreamed about. That's such a lame dream. Hey, Dad, I had a dream that he only had for it? six years. I mean, six years is decent amount of time i mean i've had dexter for six years and he's impacted my life i love him more than most people that is my beautiful husky dexter yeah reason number 543 why you're still single (laughs) he well he was uh featured in one of our live shows when uh brady made his return to foxborough and we did the live um sort of game cast where dexter was sitting up on the couch with you and people got to see live and first and foremost how you don't really like dogs and you don't really like animals. I like animals. I just feel that animals are put on this earth for work 
for work purposes. They have a job to do. What That's if the it. job is they, to bring joy to your life? I mean, I guess go for it. But like, I, I feel like it's a slippery slope and these are animals. Hmm. I think you should have Mike Vick, a picture of Mike Vick next to you, Casey Anthony, because I think you and him would get along just I mean, fine. I don't think you should abuse animals, but I also don't think like you should be buying insurance for them mm. and fucking like letting them on your bed and letting them on your couch and treating them like they're human beings. They're not fucking human beings. But so job what? Is to, and if they don't have a job in your house, then you should get rid of them. Like if your dog doesn't bark and alert you to intruders, get rid of it. If the dog's not protective, get rid of it. I mean, if you're just going to work Monday through Friday and then like coming home on your lunch break to let your dog out of the kennel, you're kind of an asshole anyway. Like it's not really a great, and I love that argument. They'd be like, well, the dog likes the kennel. Okay. Okay. I mean, do you, does it not have feelings? Does it not have a soul? Well, if it does, why are you putting it in a kennel for fucking eight hours? A day? I mean, I don't, well, but that's the thing. You can't have it both ways. Like, oh, it shouldn't be on the bed with you. And it also shouldn't be in a kennel. No, it shouldn't. So where should it be the, then? On, on the, the floor. floor. I mean, I my, dog, my chocolate lab stays on the floor. Dexter sleeps up on the bed with me. He's got his little, yeah, it's because you don't have a fucking girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, he sheds too. And I. Honestly, I live in a husky fur snow globe, and I just have learned to embrace it. So I think like one sixteenth of my DNA now is husky fur because I'm just breathing it in all the time, which might you know make sense if you listen to me talk enough. But I love Dexter more than ninety percent of the people in my life. So don't you think that that's a job that he's fulfilling? He's doing his job. I mean, he is, but that also shows why you are single <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like that's a choice that you make if you made the choice that that dog is just an animal it's just a dog then then you could put your time and your energy into something more productive um something more than just sex females are put on this earth for more well, than i didn't just tell sex. i didn't talk to you about mine and dexter's sex life here <laughs> who, who brought that now up? let me you ask did. you this if dexter was a sex worker this is a this is a, this is an article out of vice and every first responder in their vehicle is going to thank me for this article Actually, they're going to thank you for this article because you're the one that brought it. But they're going to thank me for allowing it to be on the show. Okay. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm the boss. I'm the captain. Oh, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain. Um, <laughs> this is from Vice News. Doubling our rates for cream pie scenes. Sex, sex workers on life after Roe. So Roe v. Raid. <laughs> and they're trying real hard on this. Uh, Roe v. Raid. <laughs> Words are, words are hard, Eric Tanzi. Roe v. Wade Roe is what you're trying versus to Wade. say. Roe Ro versus Wade. You know, we don't talk about Joe Biden's bullshit, right? So You sounded like Joe Biden right there trying to say Roe v. Wade. No, I'm just laughing. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm laughing inside so much of like how far people want to take things. Like They're saying that Roe v. Wade is now leading to an increased price of cream pies in the porn industry as if anybody gives a fuck i mean i'd say the sex workers give a fuck if you can i mean what this, is grifting. Small, this is grifting this is grifting small small percentage how many sex workers do you personally know other than you none how many people do you think you you know Oof. thousands and Hundreds? how many are sex workers that I know of none. Okay. So because... it makes up such a small percent. Now, how many you, how many people do you know? Hundreds. 327. Probably more than point that. Six. Probably more well, than that. I think thousands, thousands, right? Yeah, sure, I guess. Okay. Now, how many have had an abortion? Oh, that I know of? I don't know. At least a handful. 
two or three. Two or three? Okay. Maybe. But not everyone shares that. I get it. But like, I mean, let's say that out of the thousands of people, you know that 10 have had one. Yeah, sure. So like 1%. I get what you're saying. 1%. It's it's like it's such a small faction to like make this a big headline story for your yeah. for your magazine. But but I like like as if somebody is going to give a fuck and say like, "Oh my god. Does that mean the free porn is just like extra free? Like how do you inflate <laughs> free porn? Like who cares if their fucking porn stars are charging more for cream pies?" Well, like that, who does this affect? That's an interesting. No, it's an interesting take on it because it is what's being overrepresented today is like the smallest of small minorities are the ones who are the loudest and that we have to cater to like, you know, the LGBTQ community and, you know, all these different like very small minorities are getting talked about so much when it's like using pronouns and all this bullshit. How many people do you actually know like that? And of course, now there's going to be more because people go with the trends and more kids these days they're like hi i'm joe he him when really i don't fucking i don't need to know that just because there's a very small minority like you're talking about with these sex workers that we have to cater to the the very very finest little minority so i get what you're saying with that now i will say i do think that overturning roe v wade was stupid i am pro-choice and i'm also pro-sex worker but it's just funny because like i'm pro-life and anti-sex worker but i'm not (laughs) like i i understand that like okay so like when it comes to like pro-life or pro-choice which now we're gonna get kicked off of youtube because you can't even talk about that shit on youtube um my debate there is it that there needs to be like within reason laws and i've also said the same thing about gun laws i think there needs to be gun laws within reason i understand that we have constitutional rights and things like that but i think that everything is just not as simple as yes or no yeah and um you know we are a free country and i do have my religious values and my religious values dictate that i cannot have an abortion yeah i mean there are people who have religious values that don't let them eat pork or i mean don't let them do anything so I, you know but i can't let my religious values infringe on your rights so there needs to be so kind of within reason but i also believe in the law and what the law says and the law says you can't kill something or you can't murder somebody that's living so the law of the land yeah. and so there there is a big debate about this but for for being pro-sex worker we're talking about a super regulated industry that could actually, I I think being having, being a sex worker makes would probably make a cop's life a lot easier because you know, right now unchecked uh, prostitution, every cop drives by prostitutes and lets it happens anyway. How many of the cops, like cops aren't actively going out very rarely are cops actively out trying to bust prostitutes. Do any of them bust in prostitutes? I don't know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it costs too much money for cops. Cops don't make enough money. <laughs> since cream price, since so, inflation's gone up, thanks, Biden. So you yeah. can no longer <laughs> cream pie so, prostitutes. Raise salary for all cops so that they can afford prostitutes. It's a good right. PSA. It's a good PSA. <laughs> but you know, if, if cops aren't gonna regulate it anyway, now what you have are pimps running the game, you've got a lot of trafficking happening mm-hmm. and things like that. If prostitution was legalized and very highly regulated then you would you, you it would be easier for people to that are going to participate in that anyway to do it safely and i get there's like a huge moral debate over this so i'm not trying to get on the moral debate as i'm trying to get on the legal debate but i mean truthfully prostitution's tie up a lot of time for cops i mean getting raped which you know typically 99% of the time is they just didn't get paid for their sex and when then they call it rape to, yeah um and then you you waste all this time and energy trying to solve a rape case that's not a rape case at all um, we get overdoses 
so you know so many overdose calls from these uh domestic violence um where they're pimp or they're you know i mean it, it just prostitutes in general tie up a lot of time they call 911 a lot all your street walkers at uh at the local um new Bern and treywick area of raleigh you know they call 911 every night I, every single night yeah. there's at least one call from the prostitutes which ties up um, police being able to patrol your neighborhoods to look for people breaking into cars or people that are committing crimes that actually matter to you. Instead, we got to deal with this one because somebody drove by and harassed them or they're being trespassed or they've OD'd or they got their ass whooped because they have a penis and they didn't disclose that to the Hispanic dude, who, which is a real story that happened to me. You know what I'm so, like? Well, I, I mean, I don't know because like to me, I feel like that's sexual assault. Like if, if I'm, I'm consenting to have sex with a woman. I'm not consenting to have sex with a man. Well, the consent is the the important part here because it sounds to me like you are advocating for making sex workers legal. Make, yeah, no, I, that's legal. what I say. It's like we are like morally, I say no, but like I understand the need for it and how that actually you might be able to save her. It just would have to be highly regulated. And how do and you then regulate the, that? Then, then, then that's putting the government's hands into mm. something that I also don't agree with. It's just a very, it's a you very complex do. decision. It's not one that I'm ready to sure, say. Sure, of course. But you can make ma and pa sort of sex shops, right? Where you have a, a madam, if you will, mm. running a brothel. You can have contracts that you can sign so that, you know, it's written down that everyone's consenting and of age. Right. Right. So there's no like, oh, well, she said he said type deal after the fact. Nope. It's like um, it's like that Dave Chappelle joke when he's talking about with Kobe. Right. Like if we're going to engage in this act, can you sign that you're not going to sue me for rape because we're both consenting? Right. Prove, you know, has my ID. I'm 18, legal, right. 18 years old. Legal age. Right. So like to me, you can regulate it and you can create sort of areas, safe spaces for these these people to conduct their business as long as everyone's consenting and of age i don't see a problem with people fucking it's like with the robert Kraft thing he got a hand job and a blow job from two women at you know a massage parlor who fucking cares well the, the thing everyone's with the massage parlors is is now you have a trafficking issue you have you have an, but there wasn't with that case you have a certain demographic of human beings who are coming over here for a chance for a shot at the united states and their only shot is rubbing you know but that's a small minority of those people often in a in a in a massage parlor. Sure. And I because think they love their dogs more than they love humans. <laughs> Listen, you know? I think that if you allow it and you make it legal, there would be less sex trafficking. I think. No, I agree with you. You wouldn't need to like hide as much. It's like it's, it I becomes a huge you. business. I, I, I do agree with you. And then money can flow. I, I mean, I think it'd be. I think it'd be great for everyone, to be honest. I mean, think about how many like incels, right? Like that term gets thrown around a lot and. These people who go and shoot up strip malls because they can't have sex with a woman and this and that. Like, just go to the brothel, work hard, make a nice paycheck and blow it all on fucking blowing it all in your load. And if you have to pay extra for cream pies nowadays, so be it. You want a fucking cream pie, girl? You can do it, baby. And it should be legal. And so when it comes to, you know, the hilarity of a woman who is a sex worker in Kentucky. Well, okay? yeah, she says, <laughs> she says, uh. Uh, that I'm now going to cap the number of cream pie scenes that I'll do, which involve a performer with a penis finishing inside of me. Uh, it, it, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, when my cousin, you know, when my cousin blows his load inside of me, you know, there's a risk there. I can, I can get pregnant, but now that I can't go get an abortion, I might have an ancestral baby. I have a cleft chin. This ain't fair. Listen, for all those people in Kentucky who are listening right now who are pissed, 
don't be from Kentucky and we won't make fun of you. It's, yeah. I know it's not your fault. Your parents are cousins. <laughs> but I'm from Boston and I can say that type of shit because I'm a Yankee. And I've never even been close to the state of Kentucky. So I really shouldn't be talking shit about a place I've never been. But it's just too easy. Many sex workers are wrestling with the possibility that they may be unable to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. They worry abortion bans give doctors more opportunity to spy on them and worry that traveling across state lines to get a legal abortion will be too expensive. Then why are you a sex worker in the first? If you're not making any fucking money, then don't do it. It's like being a drug dealer and being like, I might get robbed. Like, this isn't fair. I should be able to deal drugs to kids on at the school as much as I want and not have to worry about getting arrested or robbed. It's like, well, She's like, it might be too expensive if I get better. Then get a better job. <laughs> like, like if that job's not paying you enough, get you can't go tied. across state lines or you can't get your tubes tied or whatever the thing might be. Like, then how about just get a different job? Yeah. So unfortunately, but I like having sex. <laughs> unfortunately, well, I mean, with this article, get rid of your dog, and you'll have a better shot at having sex with a one with the same person all the time. We I get to have sex. Dogs I get here. to have sex whenever I want. I can go do. I can get sex right this second. We know want. that's why you have four kids. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently cream pies are free for me. I was just gonna. I was gonna say it, but I'll let you say that one. But unfortunately, with this article, it's a Vice article. Instead of talking about just how funny the whole idea, that's when one. When I saw the article, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Just because it's so funny. This woman from Kentucky is bitching about the Roe v. Wade because now she I'm going to charge extra, extra to dudes who want to finish inside of me. Just that alone to me is just funny. But unfortunately, Vice has turned into a liberal rag. And all they wanted to do with the rest of the article is talk about Roe v. Wade and how stupid Republicans are, which I do agree with. Which, I mean, how stupid are people who can't not get pregnant by, while doing their sex work? It's just the hilarity of. The I love the living. video too of where the guy's like, "Hey girl, how much?" She's like, "What you want?" And he was like, "Uh, he's like, I want a three And she's like, "I don't know what that is." And he's like, "You wash, you wash my truck three hundred sixty degrees from front to bottom, top to bottom." She's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, how much for you to wash my truck?" She's like, "Nah, fuck that." I ain't doing that. And she walks away like, she'll suck a dick. Yeah, she's like, I'll suck your dick, But though. I ain't fucking washing her truck because I'm lazy as shit. I mean, wouldn't you love to just get paid to do what you love? I mean, I guess you do, right? So she yeah. just loves sucking I dick. Like, she wants to get paid for it. I like it. blowing into a mic. Some girls like blowing into a dick. <laughs> That's how my first blowjob went. I had to explain to her, you don't actually blow on it. She's like... <sighs> <laughs> Uh, why isn't this working? Are you done yet? No, that's not how it works, sweetie. Yeah. You gotta sort She's of. like, I just didn't realize it was gonna be that small. <laughs> and she's like, Why is your dog watching in the corner? She's like, Pay no mind to him. I feel like I'm sucking on a skittle. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold in the room. I'm Irish. I mean, come on. To... Oh man, I'll tell you what though, if uh if I'm getting a gibber from a sex worker, I want her to have a full mullet. Um, and we talked about this last mullet. week. It's a female mullet. So I mean, I'm all in on the, the mullets. I wish I could have one myself. My wife won't let me. I've grown my hair out right now. I did cut myself a mullet one time. My wife refused to have sex with me, and I had to get rid of it um, in hours. I can't that's, go more than a few hours without that's it. That's her go-to, huh? Whatever something you don't want to do or that she doesn't want you to do that you want to do, mm -hmm. hold out on sex, and it's like, pff, mm -hmm. Tansy will bend the knee real quick. I got to say, first place. Yeah, Cassidy Jensen out of New York. She's got an emo mullet. That's what I call that. I know, New um, York mullet? I mean, that's like... But, you know, she's. I think all three of these girls are pretty. I'm Third place is really pretty, too. She, you know what? I As I was saying pretty, she does look like Jewel, and I was like, <laughs> man, I'm not going to say that. 
I'm not going to say that. I mean, really, how is Lasro Lopez not on this? It's a travesty <sighs> that he wasn't in this. Well, first place was goes out to Clint Duncan out of Tennessee, Bradley Seuth out of Alabama, Clint? and Travis Seifert out of Wisconsin. Hell yeah, brothers. I love that it's Clint. Um, I like the teen. They had the teen division winner, which was Caden Kershaw. Fuck, that ain't a redneck NASCAR name. I know, right? He's oh, the illegitimate man. child of Dale Earnhardt. Oh, and then they have a lesbian... Uh, looks like they have a lesbian division. Um, nope, nope. That's just the women's. I think you're division. assuming a little bit here. I mean, you're probably not wrong, but you might be assuming yeah, some things like a, here. It looks looks like the uh, the lesbian division, <laughs> the LGBTQ plus IA for yep. mullet division. The kids division winner is Emmett Bailey. So this is now, all Emmett fun Bailey's car has been running real hot lately. We'll see how he does coming out of turn uh, one. Damn it. But something about kids in any sort of... I know it's not a beauty contest. It's all for fun and silly. And it's always weird with me when you're... Like, imagine... like Remember the Honey Boo Boo thing? Yeah. And these like, moms who are like stage mm-hmm. moms. Imagine the types of parents for the stage moms and dads for their kids who are in mullet competitions. They're definitely cousins. Yeah, but I bet, you I bet you that's the most fun thing to do. They're like, hey, Emmett's got a competition this weekend, so... Oh, what is it? Get the Yeti uh, Yeti iced up, man. Get the bush light. He better win. Yeehaw, motherfucker. He better win, or we are not going to Little CC's Pizza afterwards. <laughs> Little We're not doing fucking CC's if he don't win. Uh, and Mama wants that apple pie thin crust. Dairy Queen. And his cousin, she can't make it. She ain't even going to be there because uh, she's got sex work to do. And, you know, since the price of cream pies went up. Charging extra for the cream pie? <laughs> Fuck, I guess I got to work on my pullout game. But, uh, no, I mean, this is a lot of fun. I I, I want to sponsor I want to sponsor Lasro Lopez for this contest next year. I just don't understand why he wasn't in it. Where is it held? Is it just online? From failure to stop money or if I sponsor him from Instill Distilling Company? Some of these guys are sponsored by Manscaped. Oh, you don't say. I do say. So, I, I, you know. So, maybe. does the carpet match the drapes? Can you have a? Oh my! That's what you need to do. Compromise is the Boom. key to a healthy marriage. Fine, honey. I won't do the mullet up top, but I'm yeah. doing the mullet downstairs, Man, baby. That would be awesome. There you go. You're, You're just, welcome. You, you just got this like Asian style goatee like growing off of your balls, and you just get to like play with like the guy in Kill Bill who's. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite the scene. Ooh. I would have to see your penis at that yeah, point. Yeah, right? you'd I mean, have to see my penis. Uh, mm. I'd have to show it to everybody. I'd have to get an OnlyFans. <laughs> so you just like, how would you do it? You'd shave it nice and tight using, I'm sure, Manscaped. Yeah, at and the then top. you just let you just let the where the sides, base, right? yeah, you yeah. let where the base of your your penis attaches to the to the testicles, and you let it start growing from there down. You know, I think this is like the best idea I've ever came up with. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if like you can't Pube make money mullet. doing cream pies anymore, then like, let's just do Pube genital mullet. We, yeah, we need to like, we need to have oh, this be our oh. thing. Trademark it, whatever it is. And we need to do next year, fuck this mullet competition. We're doing pube mullet competition. Oh. Send in your pube mullets directly to Tansy, Eric Tansy official on Instagram. just for the uncirc dudes? <laughs> for circ guys? Because I feel like you might judge. What about the women? Can women, how would that... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. a lady, uh, like a, a labia mullet. <laughs> Oof. Jesus. Which state would be represented the most? See, this in is that, where it's... San Francisco. Per, I was going to say Pacific Northwest would be fucking Yeah, crushing. Oregon. That'd be an Oregon... Uh, they all don't shave San their armpits Francisco, anyway. Washington. 
Is that an instant turn off for you? You see this hot chick, and she like goes like this no. at the club, and you see this fucking. I mean, it is a turn off, but like, would I still, would I, would I still go through with it? Yeah, I mean, I still would. If I wasn't married, of course, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I would still make love. I would. It would be more. I'd be more motivated to do a better job so that she wants it again, and then I can start lobbying. You want this dick? You want this penis mullet? <laughs> You gotta shave them armpits. Shave them pits. But what if she charges you extra for coming in her armpits with the hair in there? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that at all. That's her fetish, man. That's what she's into. I'm out. Sounds like a kink shaming to me. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, kink. How about this? It's selective. I'm selectively kinked. Her armpit hair is so long, she wraps it around your cock and uses that. No, are you I'm into not. that? I'm not. Mm. Not doing that. I'm not I might doing be into any it. Of those the lovely ladies out there and wants to help out with that. I mean, I'll everybody try anything their police, once. Everybody in their patrol car right now is going. Damn it! This was such a good show, and now I'm going to get fired. <laughs> Why? Because they're not <laughs> listening to it. Or because they're thinking about doing it. Both. Oh, yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, a very interesting take from Vice <laughs> on uh, on on cream pies. I, I'm not. I'm not sure that I thought this would ever be news, but uh, newsworthy things it's but, a weird world um, simulation very weird simulation that we're living in last but not least we're gonna go back to those old georgia guidestones i did a whole episode on the whole georgia guidestones being blown up and exploded but now that you're here and you're kind of a nerd expert with nerd shit i prefer uh, what, conspiracy what theorist. is your <laughs> conspiracy <theorist. laughs> um you you donald trump you, you gay frogs loving weirdo frogs are gay uh what is your thoughts on the georgia guidestone explosion it's interesting because what type of person would want to blow it up, right? Because it's not like it's hard to put your finger down on if it's some left wing can, you know, crazy loon or a right wing crazy loon with this. Because to me, when I first heard of the Georgia Guidestones, I think it falls in line with like the idea of the Great Reset and the idea of depopulation and, you know, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates trying to tell us how to live our lives, right? I I want to have exactly what is said on them, right? Maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with nature. So again, depopulation. We're way past that. Which Bill Gates is really into the Yeah, and he's in it's ironic, isn't it, how he owns all the farmland in America now and then all these food plants are burning and, and, to the ground. And, and then we're supposed to be eating crickets. Yeah, what a strange proteins. coincidence. Wow, okay. Um guide reproduction wisely. So that's, you know, not it's the opposite of what the bible says right be fruitful and multiply this is like hey 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 no cream pies so maybe that woman was reading these georgia guidestones like oh well if i'm gonna guide reproduction wisely i'm gonna charge extra for cream pies so less men will come inside of me um unite humanity with a living new language again world language this sounds like the tower of babel to me Mm -hmm. right and i always semi-joke that twitter is the tower of babel we weren't supposed to all be communicating with each other I truly believe that. We should kind of just mind our own business, do our own thing. Mm. Still have peace mm. and mind your own business and do Probably your own fucking thing. have more peace if you mind right? your own business. So now, not only can you communicate with the world very quickly in the palm of your hand with Twitter and social media, you can even communicate with people who don't speak the same language as you and don't even need to pretend to. Someone can write something in Chinese and you hit that C translation button and boom, mm. now we're all speaking the same language. Wow. So um, the next one, number four, Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things 
with tempered reason. That's a pretty blanket statement. I mean, to me, that's like a throwaway one. But the whole thing with before passion, faith, and tradition, rule. Who are they talking to? Who's ruling? Mm-hmm. That I don't like, though. Uh, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Listen, as most of us know, anytime any sort of authority, especially the government, is telling you fair laws and just courts, they're full of shit. Not, nothing is fair. No laws are fair and no courts are just in my eyes. Let all nations rule internally. Okay. But then the next part says resolving external disputes in a world court. Uh, nah. That is like New one world. world. Yeah. New world fucking order <laughs> shit right there. This is exactly the type of shit you don't want. I mean, that's, that sounds like centralized power to me, right? Which is the death to all society and humanity as we know it in my eyes next one number seven out of ten avoid petty laws and useless officials i can get behind that one actually sure but who's who's in charge of what's petty to you is it petty to me i think getting caught with a gram of weed is petty maybe you don't feel that way no I just so like, who's in charge of deciding what's petty and what's not <sighs> That's what you got to think of. Like, like yeah, that sounds police, good. You know? It's the same thing. The same idea. It's like, oh, it's just two weeks. What if it's like spread. the morale police like in Saudi Arabia where they, like, they walk around and exactly. make sure you get your haircuts right. Exactly. Uh, balance personal rights with social duties. What, again, it sounds like a good idea, right? It's like the Patriot Act. When you just hear, everyone knows what it is now, but if you just hear the Patriot Act, yeah, USA, let's get them terrorists. Whatever, man. Check my computer. I ain't no terrorist. Make sure you get them. Patriot Act. Right. But really, we know what the Patriot Act was. The worst thing that happened to America that I can remember, right? I mean, completely all of our liberty and all of our privacy is gone. We're basically in a surveillance state now because of the Patriot Act. So when I see things like balance personal rights with social duties, that sounds right. That sounds okay. But what what's a social duty? What if your social duty is... You can't use this much fuel. You can't buy this type of junk food at the store. You know, I've noticed that you are contributing your carbon footprint way too much. And our social credit score says you can't use your car and go to the grocery store for five whole days because that's your social duty. That's why all this wording here, some of it's like, oh, well, what's wrong with that? A lot of people are like, oh, it sounds like a good idea. This is all new world order shit. Um, Number nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Now, some would say that's some hippy-dippy bullshit right there, <laughs> which I kind of agree with, but <laughs> that's the one that I'm kind of like, okay, but again, right? It's the first, like beauty and love, seeking harmony. I'm all for that. Trust me. Free love and all the fun stuff, but prize truth. Who's truth? Yeah. Who knows? That it's who's ever the arbiter of this, who's ever in charge of what truth is, as we know, misinformation and silencing people and all this bullshit. Who's who's gonna be in charge of what the truth is? Anyone who's an elected official who wants that sort of power should not be in charge of what truth is. And the last one be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature and leave room for nature. Sorry, it says it twice here. Leave room for nature. Yeah, it does that in all of them. Weird. So it, 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 like I just thought that was a Wiki, Wikipedia. Yeah, maybe thing. it's just a mistake there, or maybe I'm just repeating myself. Maybe I'm just repeating. No, myself. I'm just saying it's like um, I I saw this when I did my original episode. I was like, oh, Wikipedia's got a typo. But then I had typed in something else about the Georgia Guidestones, and they listed it out, and that was that was interesting. On there. So I wonder if it's on. I wonder if that's what it says on. 
But that's the thing too. Yeah, to me, Benson. I think that the earth is a special place. And I'm not some tree fucker over here by any means, but I don't litter. Like I don't go I don't go out of my way to make sure the recycling is getting to the right spot, but I'll fucking throw it in the recycling bin. Like, sure, I'll help out. I'll do small little things. But that's the thing. Who's in charge of running this, dictating this, and enforcing this? The funny thing is uh, it, it, it was blown up, and it's like 22,000 pounds or something so like that. So what type of person, after I read what it says, what type of person in your eyes would want to destroy something like that? Well, the, the funny thing was is that the car that they used was either a BMW or Mercedes. I can't really tell the difference between the two, but it's a nice, classy sedan, which is not the stereotypical person that I would imagine going to blow something up. <coughs> like I would, I would expect you to come in a truck or like a Pathfinder, an SUV, but like a, Subaru. a nice like Mercedes sedan. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That means you're you're a pretty wealthy person. You're a pretty learned guy. It could also just be a girl. deadbeat drug dealer or you inherited a ton of money or you stole your daddy's car and did it so it's a little bit of speculation going on with just the car alone to me it's like i don't know if it's a freemason sort of idea right like some old school you know knights templar type shit we're talking here it's it's hard for me to think that you know a, a right winger would want to destroy this or a left winger that's why like the idea of this whole thing you can go on and on about but it is interesting to think what type of person want to blow this up nowadays i guess i could see some sort of backwards guy being like nah that's the, like what i was kind of talking about is the new world order fuck them you know right. and this is this Biden's america fuck it and i'm blowing it up but then i could also see when trump was in office someone would be like this is Trump's way of bringing all the, you know, the people down who are less privileged than him. We need to destroy this. So I could see any oh, type yeah, of yeah. person doing I this. I didn't really have like a political motivation. You don't think so? This is very political, no? I mean, I think I think it's somebody who's anti the New World Order. Which now nowadays... like I never thought of it was a conservative or a liberal. I just yeah. I, I figured it actually, you know, it was funny, it was like when I first saw this, I thought, like, I wonder if this is like the Freemasons trying to destroy this. But your take is, is that it's the Freemasons that made it. I mean, again, it's it's kind of a weird. If the more you look into it, the weirder it kind of gets, right? It was, I think, in 1980 I, is when I, it I was got erected. An email request to join the Freemasons. The Freemasons. It's a strange thing. Nope. I mean, they're kind of New World Orderish nope. in a weird way too, right? I mean, all the like. I, I don't, don't know join any all. clubs. I I see it just as it's it to me that stuff. Look, I've got friends that are Freemasons. Like I I you know they. But do they just say that to sound cool? And I mean, they wear the little ring. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the thing and all this. But like for me, it's all just like being in a motorcycle club. Like I think it's all dumb. Sure. Like, I, I'm just not a club guy though. Like I'm just like I said, this isn't the United States of Eric Tanzi. I'm just uh I'm just not a I'm not a like get I, I'll get hazed for public service, like to be a cop or to be a soldier, and then that's where I draw the line. If it's not for a public service, then I'm not fucking being on some probationary status or doing all this that so I can be in your fraternity or your fucking bicycle club or your grown ass man whatever the fuck the freemasons are like yeah it's all dumb shit. sure i think nowadays there's a lot of like larpers is that what they call it who are trying to like live just, action role players yeah and it's like oh i'm a freemason it's like okay well what do you do i go to these meetings once a week and you know we we kind of just get away from our wives and have some free time but you know i'm a freemason but i do think that there was something to it at least originally i mean i'm I'm oh, no, I fairly sure the founding I'm, I'm, fathers I'm scared were into of it. it. Yeah. Know, like, I, I mean, I'm definitely the all-seeing eye mm-hmm. and everything on the dollar bill, all the, mm-hmm. the Freemasons. So, yeah, I mean, it's all very fascinating. I'm just not joining any of it. Well, sure. I mean, this is like some I'd why shut shit. <laughs> That's just because you're horny, though. Yeah, this is because <laughs> I like that movie a lot. Uh, you know what movie my wife made me watch this, this weekend? Which was 
way hotter than I thought it was going to be. Um, not cruel intentions. Um, I knew that maybe it was hot. Dangerous, dangerous game. No, uh, the one with Michael Douglas, where Sharon Stone does the. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. You see her, her hoochie mama. Not dangerous game. Uh, uh I. Oh man, I forgot. Cruel intentions. No, no, not fuck. cruel intentions. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue too. Come on, fucking chat. You've been going on and on about nineteen. Michael Douglas, uh, Sharon Stone. She shows her hoo ha. Um, I could Google it on my phone right next mind? to me, but why would I do that? That's totally not. A, I hope there's people in their squad cars yelling at the fucking radio. Right I would now. be like, fucking tans, you idiot. No, it's not powder. Uh, let's see here, Michael. Douglas. No, just do Sharon Stone vagina. It's <laughs> because you want to see it. Her virginer. Sharon Stone nude scene. Yeah, she just fucking sort of opens her. Uh, leggies. Yeah, yeah, X videos. Yeah, that's, that's my no, go-to I'm not clicking on any of these. What do you, I, well, I just thought it would bring up the title. Why does it like you make do you go to the porn scene? Site? I mean, you're obviously going to get. And for uh, those of you who are in the chat, please. Um, Right, hon. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Um, that please write your go-to porn site. There it is. Now everybody's hitting Look it. at me. <laughs> um, my, I'm an X-Videos guy. Uh, I know a lot of people like Pornhub. Gross. But uh, what's your go-to porn site? Uh, Farmers Only. See, .com. It is funny, though, to do a little backtrack and encircle back how you watch porn like the rest of us. I'm a big well, advocate don't. for porn. You don't watch porn. Not like porn. you. How do you know what type like it's of It's a special though? occasion type thing. Like you like light a candle. And, yeah. Like yeah, the but they're they're okay. In. They're sex workers getting paid. Yeah. But because there's one of those things, which is a camera that I'm pointing at, it's okay. So what you and I do is not you. What you and I do is sex work, because there's a camera involved. If I was, you know, giving you a little <laughs> fucking jibba underneath the table, but who's to say there's not. A nice young lady Listen, down there I, doing I, I, I get it. Look, I mean, like I said, I think it's a debate worth having. I just don't think you're going to get that debate because, you know, like I said, like there comes a morality and there comes like a religious thing. Like a a, 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 a Christian can't say like I'm I'm for sex work. Although it's like if and that's why you should separate yourself from politics because you can't let your religion dictate other people's freedoms as well. Like, I mean, I get, you know, I've struggled with this with, you know, working in Afghanistan and things like that. It's just like their religion dictates the freedoms of other people. And it's like, well, what if they're, they don't get a choice. They have to believe in that. I don't think that's how Christianity was supposed to be. We can't force people to believe what we believe. Now, morally, I say it should, it's wrong. You shouldn't do it. It shouldn't be there. But there's also this sense of critical thinking that makes me say in the long run, it's going to be safer, but that's why I'm not a politician. Because I know that it, my religion would make me vote in a religious way, yeah, or it would make me, you, you know, I would, I would, it would be too biased, you know. Yeah, well, at least you can recognize that a lot of people go into politics and pretend that it doesn't influence them. But it is also strange, you know, the separation of church and state. Yet our money does say, like, yeah, in God we trust on it. Yeah. And whose God is it? Is it your God? Is it my God? Is it everyone's God? Is it, you know, it is weird. It's a strange thing. But Not I mean, to mention yeah, the I mean, same our, money. Because our, our, our country was found on. Freemasons. Well, <laughs> I mean, people thinking re religious sanctuary. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think there's more to it than that. But, you know. That's just what we've been taught. Yeah. For the people who escaped, whatever. But they didn't write but that. But I mean, we're better than fucking, songs. we're better than the UK. 
We just have better teeth, most of us. We smell better. Allegedly. I think the sex is better in the United States. How many my British wife girls said, have you my, fucked? My, well, I haven't, but my wife, you know, she went on her, um, when she was young, she went on her... Uh, Sexual uh, renaissance. Yeah, she went on like a, you know, like a, yeah, I guess maybe that's that's the right word for it, a sexual yeah. renaissance, if you will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she says that like, especially French guys, just lousy. So how do you know a Frenchman's been in your yard? I don't know. Your garbage cans are empty and your dog's pregnant. I don't get it. It's just a line from my favorite movie ever, Stand By Me. Really? Because nobody likes the French. I know. <laughs> that's why. Which I've always thought it was very funny. It's like you could say I don't like French people all day long. But that's like the only culture you can say you don't like. Yeah, they get a bad rap, huh? It is funny. How many French people do you I like the know? French. I like French wine a lot. I like French I toast. I like French people. My aunt's French. She's from France. My aunt-in-law. My aunt. French kissing? I like French kissing. I like French fries. Tony Blair was kind of a bitch. Though. I like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I like all the Pepe Le Pew. Pe- Pepe Le Pew. I think he's canceled. He's kind so of like a rape. Proof. Kind of rapey. Proof. <laughs> is, is the French a race? Because uh, no. American's not a race. Not yet. Right? <laughs> it's not like Jews. Jews aren't a race, according to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> well, ask Kanye what he thinks about all that. Yikes. <laughs> Canceled. That's something yeah. else to talk about. We'll say that for a whole nother show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I got a lot of stuff to do today. Um, I got to prepare for Friday's show with Drew Breezy, bringing in a big old breakdown. Also, get ready. Follow us on the YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button. There will be a video that will be out by the time you're listening to this in your patrol cars. Um, for the valued members, you can go check this out at 5 p.m. this evening. Everybody else, it'll already be on the YouTube. So head over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the channel, and check out Drew Breezy's new video where he's breaking down a Maserati car crash that is absolutely explosive that episode is fire (laughs) no spoiler alerts here subtle no spoiler (laughs) alerts here and then also i have a video coming out very shortly about a uh, female who was handcuffed by some uh, oregon police officers and then allowed to go home still in handcuffs to walk their dogs before she goes to jail for a really long time and the cops end up getting shot by said handcuffed woman. And that is a very crazy case that I had to just come out with a video very quickly. So that video should be out in the next couple she of days. You must have good well. aim to be able to do that while she's handcuffed. How f- could you hit a moving target with your gun? I don't think the target was moving. Ooh. Execution style, we talking? I think she just backed up to a table, grabbed you know the gun from behind her back, turned sideways, and just un- un- unloaded into the cops. That's like some like movie type shit. Like yeah, I mean she's like you know well to do, wealthy, totally unsuspecting, like very respectful and polite the whole time. She's like, look, I'm getting extradited to Texas. Like I've been at work all day. Then I went to the gym. Like my dogs haven't gone out. Like and the cops you, like, all right, yeah, go walk your dog. Like, they're like, all right, well, we're going to take you to the booking process, but your house is right there, obviously. We'll go inside. We'll walk your dogs really quick, and that way when you get through the booking process, you can make a phone call and get somebody to come get your dogs and yada, yada, yada. So, Sounds like something rookie Tansy would do. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's <laughs> a kinder, gentler plea, and that's what I break down in this 10 or 15 minute video that I do is like, that's the problem with being a kindler, gentler mm-hmm. police department. We're all taught to just be an open hand of kindness, and we forget that that open hand of kindness you know, needs to be able to very quickly move to an iron fist. And I don't think this is incompetence. I don't think it's poor training. In short, I think it's, um, 
uh, complacency, just getting complacent, just thinking that there's no way this criminal, because we've humanized the criminal so much that this person is definitely a human and would and would never would never go as far as to take mm. take advantage of my kindness until they do, know? and it's too until late. until they do, and then you're fucking laying on the floor full of bullet holes. So uh, it's a very fun case, not a fun case. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a case that we can all learn from, um, and I'm glad it has a better than than not. Um, ending to it. I mean, it's a very sad, tragic ending, but I um, mean, it's something that we've all been guilty of. Um, and, we, and we can all, except unless you're a state trooper, state troopers are assholes all the time. So they don't <laughs> ever have that problem, but you know what? Assholes finish first. So that's, that's why you don't see, I heard uh, Frenchmen finish first and then pay extra for it. Yeah. And do it in the Georgia Guidestones while watching a UFO. Boom. That Nailed be, all the stories. That the would be cool. Time. All right, guys. Until <laughs> next time, this has been Last Call with myself, Eric Tanzi, and my special guest today, mm, Boston special. Joe. You can follow Boston Joe at... Boston Joe 16. And don't forget, Boston Joe 16. Wade Hill and the Revival is my band. Check it out. Wade Hill and the Revivals. Thanks again. You're a super nerd, and I've always enjoyed having you on Last Call, uh, giving us something else to talk about this weekend <laughs> other than the job. Cheers.